ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, OWP, greatest pod in the galaxy. I replaced the usual standard introduction with a quick ditty from The Gorilla's Wife. She is a singer and has toured with the likes of Bernie Worrell, played with George Clinton from P-Funk Parliament fame. And we sat down today to talk all about music. I got a real musical education from her. Her breadth and depth of knowledge is really, she's like a walking encyclopedia of music. It's unparalleled. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Allow me to introduce to all of you the gorilla's wife. We are live. If you notice, I have two. Okay. Because I did a pod. I was, I've been using my phone to do this for the past, all the other ones I've ever done. Uh-huh. And this girl came over to my house and told this amazing story. It was all emotional, tears. I was like, thank you so much. Maybe you can hook me up with some other people. We can collaborate, do a, a mix it up and uh-huh. everything. I checked my phone. Ten minutes. And it died. Oh, <laughs> you lost everything. Everything, sadness. Oh, dude, you you're in music, so you've experienced that. You do something beautiful, and then it's like lost, like a fart in the breeze. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that whole album we did with George and Bernie. What? It's, I mean, it's locked in a vault. Like oh. it's like we don't know like what the where what. Did it happen? Like, I don't know. I have and it's pictures. Like, you guys were working show. on it for, like, a few months? Yeah, In the man. studio every day? Yeah. We had Michael Hampton on it. Kid Funkadelic was on it. It was, um... I forget the, the, the female singer's name from the B-52s. She was on it. Wow. Yep. You know, Lige Curry... From P-Funk, George was on it, of course, Bernie, mm-hmm. all of us. There were disputes with the, the dude who recorded it. Yeah. And somehow, like, you know, he wanted to hold on to the masters. And um, I don't know if it was a money thing. It probably, I mean, it ultimately always, always. is, right? So I'm sure it was. And um, supposedly now that Bernie has passed away... Judy, his his wife, is, like, trying to get hold of it now. And, like, maybe someday now it'll be released. But, yeah, dude, I hear you. I mean, that's some of the most killer, like, that's, like, an album, like, everybody should be able to hear. And It's, like, the same stuff with Prince, right? It's, like, now they're opening up the vault after all these years. And who knows, even though they opened it up. They, I heard yeah. they opened it up and there was, like... Half the stuff had water damage, there was damage from the sun, some stuff was unplayable. <laughs> I think that it's kind of funky though, dude, with that, because I don't think he wanted it released. No. And he was such a perfectionist, dude. Yep. I don't think he wanted people to hear him in that rough yeah. way. Yeah, his and stuff was always tight. He's, I don't think he's very thrilled about it, like, from the grave, (laughs) you know? Like, it kind of freaks me out. Like, Mm -hmm. I heard, you know, the, uh, whatever it was, that latest one with the, it was all piano. Okay, I didn't hear it. It's a straight piano and vocal, like, album of Prince. And it's, I don't know, late 80s or something. He was still, like, all, like, coked out at that time and not I didn't know he was a cokehead. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that at all. back in the day. 
Prince for me is, I don't know, he opened a door for me in my life. So yeah, I, I am obsessed. I have mm. always been obsessed since I was like third grade. Wow. Obsessed. Yeah, I, it kind of freaks me out to hear him in that way, in that vein. Because mm-hmm. it's like not, it doesn't not even polished. sound like him, dude. It's weird. Not polished. He's all drugged out. Yeah, and it's yeah. not produ- It's not like produced like he would have produced it, you yeah. know? I don't know. Some people, some of his big fans would probably love everything, you know? Just give me everything that he ever did. I want to listen to it. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. I, it's, I feel so strange about it, man. It's the same thing with Hendrix, too. And I, mm. I know they, they did it so much with Hendrix where, like, even, you know... Jared just bought me a 10 LP box set from Germany. Whoa. That's like from back in the day, dude. And it's Hendrix like on like like a background track with some blues bands that he was playing. Oh, right. Shit. I just watched and the it, documentary a few days so ago. It's so rough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they really sound like shit. The band does not sound good. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, what is... Yeah. That's Jimmy Hendrix, yeah, yeah. like on rhythm guitar. But like he's so young too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even when he died, what was he when he died? Thirty-two. I don't even think he was in his thirties, bro. Oh, he's part of that twenty-eight. Yeah. Crew, him, uh, Cobain, yep. all those guys. Janice. Yep. Died when they're twenty-eight. You think about sports like that's when you're just starting to hit your prime of like yeah. your peak abilities that's i think like, same in music too i mean definitely as a as a singer mm-hmm. it's they say your 30s are like your prime you know like 32 or something like that mm. um so and he was like just getting into jazz a little bit like, Hendrix. yeah he was like you know going to be doing some collaboration with miles i heard right. and um even with Buddy Rich, or not Buddy Rich, Buddy Miles, mm-hmm. Band of Gypsies, that stuff was like way more groove oriented and stuff than the experience mm-hmm. was like yeah. pop, you know, sounding, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've had some crazy dreams about Hendrix and Prince, dude. Really? Yeah. When, after Prince passed away, I like had a few dreams about him. And he was like there, and I felt like he was. I was like there with right him, there. you know. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. I was just talking to. <clears throat> I was talking to the gorilla about this yesterday. I think. No, it was another one of my buddies that uh-huh. he, he met. I said it's funny how like when you have a dream, it's the truth while you're dreaming it. Like there's no. Yeah. I had a dream a few months ago that I had an Asian kid. Like a five-year-old Asian kid. And wow. I'm still, I know I'm myself, I can still, because my dreams are not in third person, they're in first person, but I look down, I still see my black hands. So I'm like, okay, I'm a black guy, and there's my Asian son, and he's my blood son, too. 100% uh-huh. Asian. Believable. <laughs> no, that's my son. Yeah. No big deal. And then you wake up, you're like, how is that, how's everything's just, like, believable? Nothing is ridiculous. It's true. It's crazy. It's true, man. Your mind just like supersedes yeah. the physical world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it's 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 amazing, right? It's amazing what we can believe, dude. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> you can believe that I'll be the greatest president. <laughs> you know what's funny and, and crazy about the world though is in a hundred years maybe he will be 
Oh my God! Yeah, you know, as like <clears throat> the greatest president that brought the United States back from the brink. Dude, it's so funny you say that because I like do think about how extreme our society is right now with like conversation and dialogue and like the whole PC thing and mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Like, he, come on, dude. I actually. But don't. that yet the I president. Didn't it. You gotta. You gotta. You're my news so, update right now. So. <laughs> right so you know he's a comedian dude right and he's being held accountable for some joke that he made that had like homosexual like connotations Mm. but he's a comedian trying to make people laugh and donald trump is not held i almost feel like to the same accountability and he's president of the united states so it's you know i almost feel like it's necessary to have someone as extreme as him to supersede like how extreme we are in society to try to come to some oh i got you semblance of like a balance hmm. like can we get to any sort of center of where we should be like in a dialogue yeah it's yeah, just one extreme or the other yeah. right now dude yeah. and it's so Honestly, if we had another Democratic president right now, <clears throat> like, we wouldn't even be having these type of conversations, okay. right? Or even be facing these kind of issues, I feel like. So, I don't know. I don't know if people are, like, making that correlation, but it's really, really important, dude, mm-hmm. because we have to be able to joke and we have to be able to, like, be honest and be respectful at the same time. It's not happening right now, though, dude. No way. It's so scary. It's. No way. I feel like we're like in a survival mode, you know. Like I, I legit feel like a renegade right now, dude. <laughs> what? I swear to God, <laughs> I'm like, if I can't be myself, yeah, I'm yeah. an asshole. That's you, you know? and the gorilla, right? It's like, <laughs> do not try and control me and make me somebody. Don't put me in a box. Yeah, um, I mean, I I just feel like it's it. We all have to like really push for our belief systems right now in in the world, man, because we're at such a brink of like so many different things like failing <laughs> that it's like yeah. we got to like push for for what we're down with, you know, mm-hmm. as much as we possibly can. Hopefully like the next gen can fucking be here dude like it's fucking serious i don't really want to get like all (laughs) depressing the pot goes everywhere the pot will go everywhere i am hopeful though man i'm really hopeful with these listen to me listen to me who's gonna get (laughs) reelected in two years don't even doubt that i'll be a man maga again It'll be M A G A A. Make America great again, 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 and again, and again. Oh my lord! All right, let's talk Loyalty. music. Here we go. What would you prefer to do? Sing in the shower or sing in front of an audience? <laughs> prefer to do? Yes. And this is somebody, what's, what's the biggest crowd you've played in front of? Probably 10,000. Shit. Really? Yeah. Where was that? Uh, with Bernie, dude, out west. We sang in like, or played in a, like an amphitheater that was like, it felt like a Greek 
mm-hmm. theater, yo. It was like one of those like pits. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> outdoors, like a coliseum. Like a, like a coliseum, but outdoor. Oh, wow. Co- like style. I think in a, in front of an audience, and I, I know I'm like apprehensive about that, <laughs> I think that it's important to, now that I'm, I don't know, now that I'm older, to share. You mm-hmm. got to share your your voice, man. You got to like, you got to put it out there. Yeah. No matter how crazy or scared it makes you feel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, did the tree really fall in the forest if nobody's there to hear it kind of thing? Mm. So I would say, yeah, in front of a, in front of a, I know I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll sing in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> what was that like? What's the, like the, the lead up to it? Okay, so there's the finding out you're going to do it. Yeah. How'd you find out? I I helped like set up the gear that day, dude. So I was like, I would always try to help our road guy, Brett carry like the heavy ass speakers like bernie's like subs which weighed probably you know well over 200 pounds dude so i would like be there with brett because i kind of want i'm the kind of person where i i like to like get the lay of the land it makes me like more feel more prepared or whatever that helps me dude a lot you know finally then it started to like get to be more and more people like filling up yeah. this amphitheater like every time i would walk out i would more see people. more people more people it's and like more a people. thousand two yeah. thousand yeah <laughs> and it was just like the entire place was filled oh. with people and then where were you guys in the lineup we had we headlined oh you headlined oh yeah yeah oh man yeah Oh man! It wasn't. So you're, you're sitting back there stewing, and you're hearing the the cheering and the other bands go up. No, and... there wasn't even like that. I don't think. I think it was just us. It was just you. I guys. think it was just wow. us. <laughs> Ten thousand people. Wow. It was ridiculous, man. Wow. Yeah. And what's that like when you first stepped? It was out like there? Oakland or somewhere oh, like okay. in Cali, like that, where it was like all P funk, <sighs> funketeers till they yeah, die. You know, yeah. crowds, dude. Um, so what was that like walking out on stage? Just, it was. I felt like I was in another time. Dude. I felt like I like jumped back to like the '60s or something. It felt wow. like it was like not even like it was in, on like I was on another fucking planet or something. You're, you are know? you shitting bricks or? <clears throat> no. 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 It was. It wasn't because it was such positive energy and everybody was fucking going nuts for us, dude. That it was just like. We're going to fucking kill. Like, it was just like, we fed off that energy, you know? We mm. were so on it that night. Yeah. We killed it. I was, like, doing the whole, like, you know, R&B, like, dropping down on my <laughs> knees, shit. Like, you know, I was like, I don't know. I, something came over me, dude. You caught the spirit. <laughs> yep. Uh, these people were, like, handing me gifts and shit from oh the front God. row. Handing me, like, glasses and shit to put on and, like, flowers and shit. And I was just, like, rolling with it. That's awesome. Yeah. So was it was that, amazing. Would you say that was your best show that you've had? Um, like, what do you mean? Just in general or, like... Yeah, the, the, the vibe of the crowd. And not just that, mm. but how you performed as well. It was one of them because it was like I was in, I was in the fucking zone, yeah. dude. 
whenever I feel that kind of transformation, it's almost like you're floating and you're not even in your own body. Mm. It's like an out-of-body experience that you're tied to. Everything that's going on around you, like musically, the crowd, you know, it's like you're almost like a vessel and you're just like... Sharing the music. Yeah, having to do... You're part of the message, you know? And that's kind of like, you're like, those are the best moments. Those are definitely the best moments. But I will say some of the scariest moments where it's just been me. Like, I've done an acapella, like acapella stuff. Where it's like been the most challenging. Where you're doing it solo and you're just solo, re-recording just the just by myself. Wow. Like, no, on a stage, dude. Like, I had to sing acapella once at my at a graduation for a graduate school at U of M. And it was probably like, I mean, it was an entire auditorium full of cats. Like, I don't know how many people it filled, but it was like, wow. maybe like, I don't know, a couple thousand or something. How do you do acapella live? <laughs> oh, so you record like half the tracks before? No, or? there was nothing, bro. It was just me. It was like Bobby McFerrin style. <laughs> <laughs> it was like just me. Wow. No background track. Wow. Nothing else. So that was like one of the most rewarding and challenging moments that I've ever had singing, which Mm. to me is probably in the best category just because I was able to like pull through it. And, but it was so, so difficult, man. Cause it was like basically like being in a, in a practice room, but you have to like sing your best practice (laughs) in front of a crowd and like it was like who comes okay, joy you come up with this gig? Who no. Came <laughs> no, I just got asked to do it and I was like, okay. And at the time oh I God. think I had gotten kicked out of U of M because my I never went to class. I hated I didn't know you went to school class. up there. Yeah, dude. Oh. That's where I, I went to music school there. Oh. And I fucking hated it. Because it was all classical music oh. for voice. And they didn't have a like a jazz program for vocalists, so I just like played out with all the jazz cats, and we ended up forming all these funk bands and shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> I had gotten kicked out because I hated it, and um, had no guidance from my parents. They weren't they didn't even have a telephone back then, so. <laughs> Listen, right? Oh, so we don't have a phone anymore. Sorry, can't contact you. Good luck. Call your sisters if you need something. Yeah, basically. Um, Since I was 16, they didn't have a phone. I was, like, off on my own, dude. Anyway, I was like, they're going to pay me, U of M? And I just got kicked out? I was like, I'm going to make a fucking, like, framed photograph of this check. And, like, I thought I was, like, the baddest chick just because I was going to get paid by them, you know? It was, like, a big fuck you. <laughs> so I did it, but it was so challenging, wow. bro. So those are the best ones. Tell me, what was what was <laughs> my worst fucking gig ever? Oh, my God. One of the worst ones was with the Dons, mm-hmm. I have to say, when Cham, like, spewed some crazy slang that almost got us killed in Philadelphia. Oh, dude. no. 
So he's basically popping off and he's not black, that type of slang. Mm -hmm. oh. And it was an all black crowd. Oh boy. And we were in like Philly, like South Motown Philly. Motown Philly. It was not like a white Philly yeah, crowd, yeah. bro. And we were the, and it was like a fucking open mic or something too. And we like went up and did our thing. And he was like, he kind of like was so nervous that he said the absolute wrong thing. And we had to literally get off the stage in five minutes and get out of that club wow. or we would have gotten killed. And I think if I wasn't there because I was a female, right. at least they saw me up there because I kind of legitimized. I feel like a lot of the like uh, sexist shit and, and just profanity because of being a female right. and me probably being white. It changed the vibe. I feel like if I wasn't there and it was just them, they would have fucking gotten jumped. gorilla. I swear to God, bro. So did so, it start out? Because usually, you know, you're basically an all-white band. Usually mm -hmm. you go somewhere, you got to win the... It's like Showtime at the Apollo. Exactly. You got to win the crowd Exactly. Over. So that's how it was. You got up all there. All the time. Yeah. Every time. And we would do that every week. We would go to, you know, all the hip-hop open mics in the city. This one was like... It, it, they did not fucking welcome us at all, bro. Mm -hmm. But we did our thing. At the end, though, it, it got really fucking real. And it was so scary, dude. <laughs> you know, and then another time we got in a fight on stage. Because <laughs> Chan tried to, like, dry hump me. And <gasps> he was trying to, like, you know be a showman or something and it like acting he, like i was I fergie I, and he was oh, like oh uh, what's his name from uh the uh black keys or whatever it didn't work though well, man I am. so wait so <laughs> I, I uh i don't think i ever met chen is he like 100 percent asian is he not asian at all <laughs> not at all that's what i i had a feeling no so he's just that's a just guy. his like his mc name <laughs> Yeah, Italian and Syrian. Oh mix. my god. Yeah. So you were literally an all white band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian. Except for the DJ, Melski was okay. light skinned. Okay. Yeah. And Chan, yeah. how'd you find him? Or where'd you meet G's him? G's boy forever. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Best best. To this was. day? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, can you share the, the falling out on the pod or no? <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, you know, in the music business, I'll just try to be like PC about this, but people struggle with addictions. Oh, okay. And unfortunately that happened and it was really sad and um, really fucked up things can happen. And Is he he's still alive? Yeah, barely, dude, but okay. yeah. So it's had, so crazy. How'd dude. you avoid it? Me? I, yeah, because everybody is... <laughs> I mean, even... even some, some people go all the way hard, but even... Most people are into psychedelics that are into music, you know? Yeah, man. I think that, you know, for a long time, and when I first met my husband, I was very much into alcohol. And oh. I was like... Definitely gonna go down that road for a minute. Is that you know, like, it runs in my family, dude. Is that a, ro oh, dude, is that a sure. road that everybody? Yeah, 
Okay. We struggle with that one hard. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. That was my drug of choice. I remember when I first met him, he was I would like go and like do voice lessons with with kids. Like people wanted to get lessons from me or when I was like a young girl, I fucking didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was just You're talking like trying 19. to Yeah, trying to fucking be a pro, man. Like people wanted whatever, take lessons from me and I was getting drunk in the lessons. What? I would drink with people, we'd get drunk. Wow. I'd have I'd be having fun and shit. You know? So you I didn't realize you like I've known you for a long time and I've never really <laughs> known you to really enjoy booze that much. I feel like it was I mean it was definitely something that Cause I'm kind of um, at the time I was so fucking shy, bro, and so introverted, uh, um, especially with p- performing and feeling able to let go. And that way, I, I needed it almost, mm. and I didn't know how to feel comfortable in my own skin without it. You know, that was my thing, and I didn't have like support from my family to be doing what I was doing, bro. Like, they were not cool. Like, it was like how your parents would be if you did it. Like, I had my grandmother tell me before she passed away, like, you're making a mistake in your life. You're talking about choosing music? Yes. Oh, wow. And it, like, devastated me, Okay, so let's back up a little (laughs) bit. Isn't that hypocritical? Well, (laughs) if we back up, where'd you go to high school? Yeah, I went to an art school. Okay, so... right. What do they how expect, that right? Yeah, how does that... You're, well, were you the one? Because interlocking is, it's not like some normal school. It's still like a, a very good art school, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's not like one of easy the best to get in the into. Country. Right. But, I mean, you know, you either have to be really good in your art or you have to have good grades. I mean, it was very academically challenging, too. Mm-hmm. We would we had eight hour days, eight hours of class, um, in high school, my whole career, dude, starting at, you know, your first period going to your eighth period. And it was like all day mixed in with your, your art, you know, you would fill in with music or whatever your major was. Wow. But, um, did you choose it? Did you choose interlocking or? No, I did not want to go. Actually, No, because before high school, I was like a total nerd, bro. I was like, I wanted to like go to MIT. I had a four point. I was like all about never doing drugs, never ending up like my parents. Basically, I never wanted to drink. I saw like the damage it did when I was young, but my sisters and myself, and the way we were raised was very much in a creative, just loving environment in that way. Loving the arts and being oh, exposed to it. We were always exposed to music and From museums. and Yeah, dude. Uh, okay. My grandma was like an interior designer. Okay. And uh, my mom's, you know, my grandmother played the piano and would, we'd, like, that was like so huge. Music was like huge in our life. My dad was, like, in a band when he was in college. Yeah. He has a good voice, dude. Does he really? Yeah, he does. My mom sang, too. I mean, she... She sang... She can hold a tune for sure. She's got, like, that alto-y voice. Mm -hmm. So they were the ones that were like, okay, you're going to interlock it. Wait, your sister didn't go, did she? No, they both went. Yeah, Millie went because she was... uh, um, 
she was like a problem kid mm-hmm. and she like needed the discipline so she kind of got sent off because my parents didn't know what else to do with her mm-hmm. and she was like you know not listening to them she'd always argue with them about stuff and you know she would just talk back she was like on her own trip dude yeah, yeah. but she was amazing at art like uh-huh. visual art so they were like you're that's it like you broke the straw and like they fucking sent her off when she was 17 i think so her last i want to say either two years or one i can't remember but she graduated from interlochen for visual art ida ida went for three years and then what did she writing creative writing she's dope she's Mm. a beautiful writer and then I got, to, I went for all four years. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I did not want to go. I had like all my friends and shit, man. I did not want to be involved. Cause I saw also what happened to my sister. She turned to like a total hippie when she went there. It was like, you know, complete transformation into a freak, you know? And I was like, at that time, super afraid of that. <laughs> Well, oh, when so I went, when I went, you got bro, hippie tendencies, though. <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> she turned into a total freak. She did. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. we're lighting sage in here, <laughs> eating granola. <laughs> oh, do you remember the first time, like, like do you remember like singing? Yeah. Or, like catching a reaction from from somebody about you singing? Yeah. I remember the first time, actually, that that happened. I was, like, six or something. And my mom would listen to Barbara Streisand like a motherfucker, dude. And I would... I love her voice to this day. I mean, that voice is just... Crazy. Iconic, right? So I would always sing with her albums when my mom would play them. And I would... I got to the point where I could really... You know, I was on pitch with her and I mm-hmm. could like, I was belting and shit at that young of an age. And my aunt said to my mom one day, we used to have this like landing upstairs and it was open kind of to like the living room. Mm-hmm. So you could like look down and like see, I could see like and hear everything that was going on on the first floor. So whatever, I heard them talking. And I like stood and I was like, I knew they were talking about me. And my aunt was like, you know, she sounds like her. She sounds, she's like sounding like her Cindy to my mom. And I was like, damn, that's kind of dope. Like, I was like, cool, you know, I was like, I'm going to keep doing this shit. Like I, I love, I mean, it was like, I loved it, man. Oh, from the jump. Yeah. Always. I yeah. Al- yeah. It, and we would always like this was you know what we is grew it up, though like what I don't I don't know if I'll ever what what is it about it like how does it make it's you the feel? whole thing man it's the show it's the stage it's the you know the feeling projecting your soul into the world and like sharing that with other people on stage like when I was a kid man we didn't have computers. And we would put on concerts. Like, that was our shit, is we would, like, we would fucking do Annie, like, the musical, mm. over and over. Oh. And Grease, Grease was another one. Mm-hmm. We would learn all the songs. I just looked Travolta for, I don't know why I was thinking about John Travolta <laughs> the other day, but I looked him up. I didn't realize that he had, like, 
a top 10 single oh, yeah. from Greece. Like, won right. awards for his singing with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, it's his crazy. voice was legit, dude, yeah. back then. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he still sings. I hope he does because mm. he definitely. Nah, has he's it. too busy catching massages. <laughs> That's true. Get, getting sued. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's man. kind of a shame, but yeah, I mean, that's what. That's what I wanted to do, man. Wow. I just wanted to perform, and you know, when I was in, uh, I guess kindergarten was my first like play that I did like in front of an audience hmm. and I was um do you remember I think I was the grandma in uh Red Riding Hood yeah <laughs> I was the grandma and I did the whole voice dude like I was like mm-hmm. oh lady <laughs> and I did the whole thing and I was like jazzed I was yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is the shit wow and I got good reviews and shit. People Wait, so were like, weren't... that girl fucking did her part, you know? Wait, so then when did the <laughs> when did you get timid about going on stage? Because you didn't have it then. You just... What? It's funny, man. It's not really when I'm up there. It's the preparation. Okay. It's the before. So did you remember having those feelings at that age? Of like, oh my god, I gotta go on stage in front of all these people. I, what if I fail? What if I... Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Ah, okay. Definitely. Okay. Because I'm a pretty much a perfectionist, dude, so mm-hmm. like... I got I you. mean, when I was that little, no. When I was that little, I was just like... I didn't understand. I don't think the difference between doing it and, and caring about, I guess, the outcome. Like, it was just... I had to do it, mm. you know, and I, I just enjoyed it so much that it didn't matter. It was like, yeah, I remember that feeling of just like, I have to, I have to do this. Like, it was just like, I had to do it all the time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, as I got older, it was kind of like more and more pressure was put on me, dude. I used to do all these piano concerts because oh my, my parents forced me to take well, they didn't force me. Mm-hmm. I really loved taking piano when I was a kid. I started at like six. So is that the instrument you would say you wish like you had were super proficient at? Is it the piano? Is it the guitar? Is it like what is that instrument? You're like, man, I really wish I could destroy this instrument. Probably guitar. Oh, guitar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I need to. I really need to learn lead. I could play a rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. but you know, lead. I never. I never took a lesson, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I only got taught on the piano, and the guitar I taught myself. Yeah, I, I, I was like, they wanted me to be like a concert pianist. That was like what they wanted me to do. Interesting. When I went to Interlochen and everything. Oh, I see. Your parents or the yeah, school? Yeah, my parents. Okay. Even and though the they school. Even though they, they heard your voice and they knew. Yeah. They never thought singing was a viable career. So when I decided to do it, it was like pulling teeth. That's so crazy. Yeah. There's more people who make money singing than playing the piano. Yeah, I think that they didn't want me to be in that life, you know. Hmm. They didn't want me to like have to play bars and, you know, and I told my dad, I was like, no, I want to, I'm going for like opera. That's what I thought would be like the thing that I wouldn't have to freak him out so much and i I honestly for a while i did think that's what i wanted to do but i hated the scene dude and i hated the ego of these Mm. chicks and they were so like diva ish i did not like it Mm. 
all. It's like a it's a, it's like a class war kind of, right? Yeah. It's the folks with a lot of money. Yeah, and it wasn't like soulful, man. It didn't feel like Mm -hmm. authentic. After a while, I was like, I'm just singing everybody else's shit from like the 15th century. Like, what the fuck is this about, you Mm. know? That was actually one of my questions is like, what's the genre of music that you can't stand? Is that... Is that it? Is no, because I actually now really dig it. Like you do. I, I do dig it a lot more now. Okay. That I can't stand. Or that you're like, ugh. Auto-tune. All the auto-tune stuff. Okay. Well, that was Cher that put that on the map. You believe in life. Yeah, that's when the first time it came out. Like, honestly, some of it is cool. Like, if it's like a techno track or something, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's like, you know... You're there to dance all night or whatever to it. So it's like, you know, and there's break beats and stuff. If it's mm-hmm. done like creatively, I get it and sporadically. I got but if it's an entire track, dude, like, uh-uh. I hate that shit. Because <laughs> it also destroys the whole concept of like what a vocalist does, oh, yeah. you know? Like, honestly, a lot of that to me is like that... um I forget the name of that. Oh, throat singing. Like, that can be, excuse me, that sound of that, like, reverb, like, that stuff that the monks do and stuff almost has a similar quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they put that bass into their voice, that low end, but then it's, like, electronic Mm -hmm. sounding because it's a harmonic effect. So it's almost like, why don't you just get somebody who could do that, dude? I see. Now that I think about it, maybe that's the effect that a lot of them are going for, is that, like, because mm-hmm. that, that type of monk music puts you in that sort of the state trance, of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so it's interesting. A- it's adding harmonics to to the, to the one note. And they're, listen, singers can make that happen with oh, yeah. their voice without that effect. Yeah. So like, I think, like, those are the people who should be rewarded right. for it, not, like, somebody who's got a computer that they could buy. It's a lot cheaper, though. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it always comes down to the paper, to money. You'd be surprised, though, what musicians would take for oh, money. Yeah. So, it's, it, there's a misnomer in this country about, like, what artists are, and, and unfortunately, they don't get what they deserve, mm-hmm. and the jobs they deserve is the first hurdle it's like in europe it's different dude yeah 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 yeah, for sure for sure in in japan too they fucking treat musicians like royalty really there yep ireland and ireland like Uh, vocalists are like revered it's mm -hmm. like they have vocalists we well, see how like Conor McGregor is about what's her name, Sinead. Sinead, right? Oh my god! <laughs> There's all these vocalists over there, man. They do these concerts for like hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, and it's shit. like uh, Enya, right? Yeah, yeah, like her. It's yeah. crazy. And it's this chick. <laughs> I think what is it though about her? She doesn't fly. She doesn't do something. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> she leaves. She doesn't her, leave. Though. Yeah. But she doesn't have huge. to though. She's huge. Yeah. She used to put me to sleep every night in college. Every <laughs> night. Away, oh my god. All the, my buddy had all of her albums. It was oh, love her. Yeah, yeah. Love her. So here's a question. Who what genre of music would people be surprised at that you like? Metal. Really? I love metal. You love metal. <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Maiden? Yeah. Uh, 
Metallica. I really dig it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. We when, and I love punk music. I mean, I mean, I don't think people would be surprised that I like punk music, mm-hmm. but I really do love metal. Yeah, I guess metal would be something. That's surprising. surprising. That is surprising. I really what is love it? Playing what is it? it? <laughs> oh my I god. Do. What is it about that? I It's really challenging, dude. It's very challenging uh to do it in a to sing it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. To not blow your blow your voice out. You have to use a lot of technique to mm. to hold the sound and support the sound of that growly yeah. rough you know voice like um so who's your favorite metal band besides metallica you know it's unfortunate i'm not like super versed but i do like um was it diamond something diamond diamond cutter (laughs) it's always some crazy ufc (laughs) mma crazy name sci-fi channel crazy name dragon dust King Diamond. Oh my King God. Diamond. Yeah, they're uh, crazy. Yeah. Dope though. Like the falsetto some of these yeah, guys use. True. They're like, ah! and then yeah. they're like, ah! and then yeah. like the range. Yeah, the range that they use. But um A lot of those eighties hair bands have that. That's too, what though. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The, or the 70s metals. Oh. Or the 70s that's disco. What, that um, yeah. Casey and oh, the Sunshine right. band. Those high balls. <laughs> you think he's like a woman singing. <laughs> yeah. <So> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's awesome. It's awesome to hear. I love that. Hmm. I love when people can push their boundaries in music. And that's, I think, why I like it. It's very like, you know, it it's, breaks the boundaries yeah. down, dude. When I listen to it, I mean, I don't love it, but I, I see the why people are interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds to me like classical music with something on top of it. Yeah. You know, I which is kind of like what they call uh, jazz black people classical music. It's kind of like that. It's like you take classical and you, you're doing something a little bit different with it. Yeah. Know? With those crazy guitar riffs and everything. Yeah. It's, and a lot of it is like alternate time signatures. So it's like, you know, they'll be like, you know, like they're changing, they're changing the time Mm -hmm. up for me. Like that's like fusion, you know, like that's like jazz fusion. And that's one of my favorite of all time. Yeah. Okay. Give me a, give me a couple artists. I'll write them down. I'm just now, it took me 38 years to be like, you know what? This jazz stuff is all right. (laughs) You should check out Mahavishnu, the Mm -hmm. Mahavishnu Orchestra. Okay. So, I mean, that, to me, it's like, very, it's almost like Indian music okay. meets heavy metal music. One yeah. of my buddies is a Indian guy. We've been friends for many years, and we were talking just recently. I've known him for, like, over 10 years. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, he's from the UK. You know, when I was, um, I was, like, 11 years old, I remember every night just laying in bed, putting on my earphones and listening to jazz. You know, like Miles' Blue Album, all that stuff. I'm like, how does an Indian guy from the UK like jazz music? It's so crazy. So, yeah, Indian music. But the, it's the Indian music, I think. That's what I, my explanation was, is exactly. all those ragas that your Yo, parents are listening to. That's one of the things I've been really wanting to get in, like study to, to be able to perfect is Indian ragas. Like I, I was just studying that in school with my mm. teacher. It's kind of the key to 
alternate har like harmonies and the you know the scale is is like including those like microtones and stuff that we don't include in our scales yeah. it like opens doors for jazz cats to play yeah. in between yes. and like play that creative shit you know that they're always searching for because jazz to, is all about improvisation right. you know yeah and rhythmically too it's like the same thing it's mm-hmm. like those beats man and like repeating them and it's just it's amazing <laughs> it what they do anyway Mahavishnu is okay it's kind of like that where it's like east meets west and they add electronics it's not easy to listen to bro it's like it's almost like it's like heavy metal and where you're like like feels oh, like you. you're like yeah, yeah. grasping on like you're like <laughs> to a cliff. That's why I'm so shit. shocked that you like heavy metal. That's how like <laughs> music does something to you. People I believe everybody has a little bit of music in them. Some people have a lot of music in them. And right. so music does something to you at an emotional level. So when I listen to heavy metal, it's doing something to me emotionally and I don't really <laughs> enjoy that so much. <laughs> And yeah. I think, you know what, that's what jazz used to do to me, too. It was, like, too much information. Yeah, I and think I that like, it's oh, different when you're playing it versus... To me, it's like a... This kind of music that we're talking about is much better received in an experience, in a live setting, versus just on a headphones in your room or something. It's very much about the energy that it's letting off it's not it's like the scene it's watching them do what they can do like seeing these musicians play that music and that sitar doing all this out of your it's like out of your fucking (laughs) out of this world you know (laughs) yeah it's like what the fuck so it's very much about that i mean yeah sometimes you feel that angst and you want to like bang your head Mm -hmm. but it's more about like imagining what's actually happening with the musicians okay. and their, their playing. I you see. know what I mean? I see. Um, so it's better being there. Yeah. Like it. you have, to, like almost like if you can listen to that, like, because it's all live. Mahavishnu okay. is really, I don't think they produced albums. It's like such big sound. It's like 13 cats too, oh my like God. on a stage and they're just, going that you sounds know? like the band from my wedding in india that's how it yeah. was like 13 15 people sitting on stage right and that's too like you're like sitting there and it's like the experience of it right mm-hmm. like it's so much more powerful i feel like than just yeah. listening on yeah, yeah. a stereo man give me your favorite we're gonna do uh some favorites okay Besides Prince, who's your favorite male artist? Hendrix. What a, what about him? Ugh. His ability to break through with this sound, I think, is just um, his originality. Yeah, his bo- like his boldness, then his like ability. To, he he has the he had this ability to create like landscapes almost with his guitar that I've never heard anyone mm. else be able to do. It's like making pictures, like yeah. paintings. And Prince is kind of like that for me too. Where it's you. very 
much like visual it's like making like visual like it's like tripping i got you dude. i got you i feel like yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. yeah especially when you there, there's some artists you listen to and it's uh, it's amazing how you hear new things all the time yeah you, you listen to an old an old album of theirs and it's like I, how come i didn't hear that before it's you're always yes. experiencing something new with them i think stevie probably you know it's oh, gotta man. be there too yeah. stevie and yeah. I mean, his voice is, like, I still try to epitomize his his voice is just, mm-hmm. to me, like, probably the most perfect. I don't want, you know, I, I want to be him when I grow up, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I, I could always learn from him and aspire to sound like him. And his catalog is so, that's the thing about Jimmy doesn't have, like, the huge, huge catalog that... That Stevie has, because he's just, he's lived longer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Although Hendrix had a lot of music, dude. Really? Yeah. And he wrote, like, everything, dude. He wrote all those songs. <laughs> but yeah, Stevie's, like, prolific, man. Yeah. Because he played all the parts, too. Which is so ridiculous. Prince, too. Yeah. The drums, that... <laughs> And Stevie, Bass, and Stevie like... tap dance too. This guy's blind and he's tap dancing. Yeah, I know. Harmonica. He made the harmonica like a jazz Yeah. Show, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, there's like levels to singing, right? And he's like, he's at the top of the food chain, that guy. Yeah. All right, so female. Joni. Okay. Um, I don't know her music so much. The fusion, like her jazz fusion stuff, oh, is my favorite. I'm writing Joni. this down too. So, like when she was playing with Jocko and Pat Metheny, jazz fusion, and Michael Mitchell. Drecker, and Erskine, Peter mm. Erskine on drums, dude, that was the baddest band ever. Ugh. So there's an album called Shadows, Shadows of Light, that's a live album. Of them touring in like the early eighties. Hey, she's still it's alive. The charts, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And again, shadows I mean, of light. That's a she's a person who doesn't even think of herself as a musician first. What? She says she's an art, like a visual, like a painter first. Excuse me, and then a musician. And I hmm. mean, the music that she started to write in that era. I mean, she had all the baddest jazz guys playing it. Mm. And they were, like, playing, like, some really challenging time signatures again. Mm-hmm. And crazy, like, you know, tones, like, scale tones. and so I don't know anything I don't know, about like, her. I, I thought even... she was a folk singer. No, dude. Like, listen to this. Like, the she has an album, a Mingus album. What? That... So, did oh, you ever know no. this story? No. So... Mangus, Charles Mangus is that ah, that's one of my out. boys. Yeah, man. So she put out an album before Mingus. My hair is like the little hair that I have <laughs> on my head is like standing up right now. Before the Mangus album, I don't know the name of it, dude, but the cover, Joni dressed up as like a pimp on the cover. Oh, I've and seen blackface, that. too. Mm. And one of the images is her, like her in a dress dancing. But then the other images of her as a pimp in like a short afro and like the and it's her mm-hmm. dressed up. And Mingus saw the album and was like, that chick has balls, right? 
And Joni was just doing it because she's a visual artist. And she saw, like, the image. And that's what she, like, wanted to put on her album, dude. Anyway, he's like, I want to work with her. So at the time, he was almost, like, I think on his deathbed and, like, sick and wanted to put out a compilation album. And they started having a conversation. He invited her to his house and they met and they hit it off okay and he loved her her lyrics and um asked her to write lyrics to his music so she ended up writing lyrics down for like seven or eight mingus songs and some of them didn't have melodies really she came up with melodies they like worked together on it and the album is amazing, dude. You got to check oh, it out. Yep. What's, what's so ill about this is if we had this conversation like 18 years ago, I'd be like, do you have the album? Because I need right. you to burn me a CD. <laughs> now it's like, as soon as I get in my car, Spotify, put it on, and yep. just drive and listen to it. I know. That is such a trip, dude. <laughs> I know. I keep thinking, do I have it? I got to go to Tower Records now. <laughs> and hopefully they have this CD when I go there. I uh, want to get... To me now, I think about if I have it on vinyl, because I just want to have everything I like on vinyl mm, now, dude. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm going back to it. Everything. I gotta, I gotta, is it, did you get the, the needle fixed on your record player? Oh, yeah, Oh, you yeah. did? Okay. Yeah. You gotta I gotta, get I gotta one, get man. one. It's that a, experience... That's like one of my, you know... I, I didn't have many positive memories from my childhood, but... That was one, was the music in the house and the vinyls that my dad had. I don't know, you had like something like 500 at the time. Mm-hmm. And him throwing on a, a vinyl and you yeah. know, listening to that, that sound. There's know? nothing like it, yeah. bro. Yep. I'm all about it. It really brings the like that kind of experience that we're talking about with a mm-hmm. lot of the music into the forefront. You, you just can't get that. On I'm writing down by uh, by a turntable. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. And, and do you know me a I've... favor. Don't get one of these like cheap yeah, no. Crosley ones that you could buy like okay. at Urban Outfitters. Give me, give me the brand. Techniques. Oh, Technique. That's the one my dad had growing yep. up. Okay. Or uh, the one, I have a Stanton. Stanton okay. is a really good like a DJ turntable. Basically, you want like a direct drive turntable. Nothing that's like you know, gonna stop if you put if you know. I got you. It, so it's continually spinning. You know, you want something that's techniques. like techniques, and that's for the people who are listening. It's spelled tech t e c h n i c s, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You you're gonna it, it changes your it changes yeah. your your life. It really does to have a to have a turntable. Yeah, I think you. I would definitely recommend it, man. Yeah. And then it also gets you back in the record store. That's true. You gotta buy records, <laughs> you know, and you get addicted to buying records yeah. again. Yeah, getting that art and feeling. Yes, yeah. man. Yeah, it's the best. It it's is. The best. I just got. Um, I just opened up the um, Zeppelin Four album mm. with Stairway on it, you know, and um, I opened it for the first time. I got it like a, a Stairway year is, ago. Is that dream on? Dream no, on. Stairway to Heaven is, uh, there's a lady who shows all that glitters is gold. Oh, right? yes. To heaven. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and now you pile on down the road. 
then it gets uh, big at the yeah, end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, inside these, these fucking British motherfuckers <laughs> with their voice. It's so crazy that one little island, and they had these crazy voices that came out of there. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, no, I'm sorry for c- cutting you off, no, but I'm going to forget cool, this dude. question. There was a Quincy, Quincy Jones uh-huh. article a couple of years ago where he threw shade to the Beatles and was like, oh, you know, they're terrible. So <laughs> who today, you kind of spoke about it, but like besides the auto-tune, who today are you like, oh my God, they're so garbage. Why do people like them? Beyonce. Really? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> That's I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. That was... That was so fast. Yeah. <laughs> that answer. Is that a good answer? That, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's not just like her. It's it's honestly like how she's portrayed and the production of it all, man. Mm. It's like God's gift to the universe type oh, shit. Sure. Not feeling it. I mean, I honestly like I could dig on some aspects of her voice, but it's it's so over the top, too dramatic mm. and like. This to me is the the what's the word the principal I guess aspect of being a good singer is if you can sing one note well not if you can sing a scale quickly and that melisma <laughs> shit no. can you sing one note and make me want to listen to it or not she's the only one that people talk about because she's like you know monopolized the whole fucking radio scene and her rihanna feels like i'm fucking twilight zone bro (laughs) or like groundhog's day so who would you who's modern who you would name the top three who are like kind of in the modern era that you would prefer to be hearing more on the radio anderson pack I don't oh. even know who the fuck that is. Really? I have no clue. I'm writing oh, all these. Shit. Mahavishnu Orchestra. <laughs> oh, Shadows of Light, Joni Mitchell. Charles Mingus, Joni Mitchell. And who's this? Angela Pack? Anderson. Anderson Pack. He's a drummer who sings and writes music. Oh, Hiatus Coyote. She's an Australian chick. She's the bomb. Erica? I love Erica. You do? I love her. Really? Love I don't know about her, like, most recent stuff, but, you know. She did something for the... What, BET? Yeah, I think Uh it was for BET last year. I just saw it on YouTube. It was pretty good. It was, like, out of this world. Like, she really will take you places. She's like uh, Bjork in that sense. She's going to take you... Yeah, Bjork is another person, I feel like, who could be, you know... You're talking about Um, landscapes. Like, Bjork is somebody, and and, uh, Erica, mm -hmm. too, will take you on that trip. Yeah. Yeah, yep. sonically. Yeah. Like Bjork, there was one, I saw one concert where there was just like, she's singing, she's got the band. But there's a guy with like, he's holding boots and he's got a little pile of snow and he's just. Yes. stopping the sound. Amazing, right? She's so crazy. I know. Things that can come out of Iceland. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so is there anybody like, um, how about. Folks that are popular, mm-hmm. like Adele, for example. How, how does she stack up? <laughs> People can't, we're not on camera, so you can't see the face. But it <laughs> no, was like, I mean, the face was like, <laughs> I mean, no, it's like. Better than Beyonce, right? <laughs> again, it's like that thing where it's just like, it's too much of one thing. Okay, yeah. It's like, let's have some mixture. Mm. Like, you know? I don't know, like, I don't really only like R&B, like, I, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear something else. Like, we haven't heard. Yeah, I you know agree. that's that's why you'll. I mean, Anderson Pack, I think is is awesome in that way because he's like, you know, I'm trying to think of another person. Oh, SZA. SZA. She's from uh, South Orange. Get out of here. Yeah. She's dope. South Orange. Shouts to Lauren Hill. (laughs) 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 Lauren. Well, how is Lauren? How does Lauren stack up for you? I really dug Lauren when she was doing her thing. You know, I really did, man. I mean, she was like powerhouse. Powerhouse. Breaking through with like her performances, (laughs) dude. And like, it was like, she was awesome. SZA. Yeah, SZA's dope. I don't even know who else, like, that's on the radio that I like, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's so hard. Like, I don't even listen. I can't listen, I don't to, listen to pop. To but well, I, I don't listen to the radio at all. It's so funny. I listen funny, to but... college radio. Oh. I like to listen to college radio, okay. you know? My wife will borrow the car. We, we don't drive each other's car so often, but when we do, I know. I get in the car, and like I turn on the radio, and it's like 102.7. I'm like, wait a second, because <laughs> all I listen to is like 80s on 8, 70s yeah. on 7. Right. Serious. That's and that's, that's when it was all mixed genres, mm-hmm. right, yep. of music. So who's your, fa- who's your favorite band, would you say? My favorite, P-Funk. <sighs> okay, I mean, besides from, P-Funk. Currently, or? P- besides okay. P-Funk, anybody. I mean, Zeppelin has probably got to be up there, dude, I think. Like, as a tight-knit group. Yeah, yeah. I love Zeppelin, dude. Wow. I'm, I, I kind of hate on them because of how much music they stole. But, like, really? as a... Oh, yeah, dude. They stole everything <laughs> from, Are like... Are you talking, like, R&B? Stealing from, like... Yeah. Okay. Everything, basically. It's coming out now that, like, mostly every song was fucking stolen. Get out of here. Yeah. But they just have so Did much you... money, they could just pay off all the losses and pay off all the royalties. Could you... Because you, your music catalog in your head is so big. Did you kind of know already? Like, some of the songs, you're like, oh, that sounds like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But they said I, that about like Madonna too, like half yeah. of her shit is stolen. Totally. Yeah. Um, it just sucks because they claim they wrote a lot of the stuff, but I also think like in the seventies, like they didn't know how to deal with like rights and copyrights oh, yeah. like we do now. Even like in the eighties, there was no other like I don't know. It wasn't it was until, just kind of. It wasn't until uh, what's his name you. You got what I need. Marquis. Yeah. yeah. It was like his landmark court case that he had that, that changed the whole music game around right. in terms of stealing. The 80s, yeah. basically, yeah. is when we started, right? Vanilla <laughs> yeah. Ice oh, with yeah. the Bowie, the Bowie right. tune. Yeah, so I think it wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily their like, fault, I guess, at the time, but it was like, you know, they didn't necessarily give credit mm-hmm. also, so. But, yeah, I mean, as a band, they're a badass band, yeah. dude. It's only four dudes. Yeah, what to make that big sound. <laughs> like, that's bananas to me, you know? I don't know, them and probably, like, Trio of Doom or, like, Joni's band. Like, McLaughlin, Erskine, Pat Metheny, Who, well, who's, and Michael who's, Brecker. Who's Trio of Doom? I've never heard of them either. <laughs> that sounds like a video game. It was John McLaughlin... Tony Williams. Tony Williams. Talk to me. What was I listening to? Because My- Miles Pat had... Matheny on oh, guitar. Man. Quick Tony Williams yeah. story. 
I was listening to to Miles on Spotify, and you can click Spotify and you tap and you can see like who's like in the band. And I forget what album I was listening to, but the drummer was going off. <laughs> I was like, "Who is this guy?" It's Tony Williams. And then you go down. It's it's like when the internet yeah. first came out. You go down that rabbit hole. So I was like, "Tony Williams, does he have any stuff of his own?" Oh, and then you figure oh, out yeah. like. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this album's amazing. So I sent it <laughs> over to the gorilla. I was like, have you heard this? He's like, oh, I haven't listened to that. Because obviously he knew. So That's I haven't listened like to this in a while. number one, number yeah. two artist of that all time. That motherfucker is bad. He changed the entire sound of music. Whoa. Dude. Powerful. Really? Yeah. Powerful. So Trio of Doom. There's wow. not a lot of it, dude, because Jocko was such like a, a flighty musician mm-hmm. and didn't want to listen to direction. I got you. The band didn't last, but like And then think, Tony died in the yeah, 80s, too. Yeah, yeah. It was right around that time. Okay. I don't know who's Jocko. I don't know him either. You know, I honestly, I don't know. I, you see... Yeah, you do. The, the you people, do, like, know his people sound. People who don't have the camera, you should see the face, <laughs> the shade face I'm catching right now. <laughs> I haven't seen that face since it was like 1988 and it was my mom. Like, what is wrong with you? You're embarrassing me right now. Podcast over. Um, you know Weather Report, right? Uh, see, the thing That's is... That's another amazing band. I'm like you with heavy metal, but with all music. I don't know who sings anything. Uh-huh. I don't know who the, the names. Band, the names. Right. The, the you know year. that song? Yes. That's Jocko. Okay. That's all bass. Yep, yeah. That's okay. Jocko okay. Historius. Yeah. I mean, he was like was like a melodic player on the bass. Like he would try to play like lead line. Oh like gosh. leads. That was like he changed the whole sound of like I feel like he's another one of those people hmm. to bring in like different realms of like the har- like harmonics out of the bass into the forefront of the song, oh, I got you. you know. I got you. So yeah, because the bass is usually just following the drummer, right? He's yeah. like in the background. I right. got you. Huh. Which I love. I mean, I I love hearing bass lines like crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like you know all about that shit. <laughs> the more bass, the better. <laughs> you said bass line, and the first thing song that popped in my head was. Uh, Diggable Planets. Um, oh, uh-huh. F- funk Like That, or I forgot the, the name of uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, with the upright. The upright bass, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, I like that album, too. Yeah. Oh, that, that album is like, I don't know, what would you, I guess it would be a hip-hop album, but uh, it's so different from yeah. anything else, especially at that time that was out there. It was like they were bumping upright bass. Yeah. Like, with su- like I don't think they had, they had subs they added. But yeah, I think he was the first hip hop band to do that, mm-hmm. and then the Roots kind of took it all over and oh like my God. blew everything out the water. I still, you know, because nobody listens to CDs anymore, so I put CDs in my. I have like a five five disc changer. I put CDs in my car when I first got the car, basically. <laughs> right. So those CDs that haven't changed are the same five ones. <laughs> They've been in there for like six years. I have how I got over in there from the roots and that album is still like you re- i'll be pressing buttons on my stereo trying to get to a different xm station and i hit cd by accident and it comes on <laughs> out in the streets and i'm like ah we're listening to this now <laughs> yeah man. Oh. They're, they're like up there too as one of my favorite oh, bands absolutely yeah absolutely yeah so we crazy. used to like follow them dude whenever they would play 
We yeah. used to do the uh, the open mic at the wetlands and they had it was called the butterfly Rest in sessions peace. Rest in do you peace, remember wetlands. that yes and it was all the roots yeah and jill scott was there and it was like i mean we always tried to be at that dude mm, for people who don't know the wetlands is like a club <laughs> when you go through the holland tunnel you come out and it's basically right there and yeah. that 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 was like the spot that venue was so um, <laughs> it's like church when you walk in that place yeah that was yeah, wonderful. It was, dude. Wonderful. And then the basement. Did you I don't ever think t- I ever. I didn't know they had a basement. Yeah. There used to be shows going on in the basement, like when oh, wow. shit was going on upstairs too. <laughs> it was like bananas in there, dude. Like I remember, like you know, opening acts would play down in the basement. Excuse me, but they were some dope bands, dude. Mm-hmm. It was all graffiti down there. Wow. Did you ever go down there? I had no clue. Yeah. This, I'm learning about this for the first time. And now that place, by the way, is like some storefront for some like furniture shop. Yeah, or it's like a now. Scandinavian minimalist. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly store. right. But they have in like Summit over here and in Chatham where you, you, you pass by the glass and it's just like one chair. Right. In the entire place. Yeah. <laughs> that, that place used to be... Magic. That yeah. place is magical. And they, the cool, remember how like they had the bus with all the um, oh yes environmental shit that yes. was going on in the I world? Forgot about that. So it was like informing everybody about mm-hmm. like, it was all like political, man. Yeah, you missed that place. That and the cooler. That and the cooler in uh, New York. Mm. Great places. SOBs. SOBs. Well, they're still around. SOBs is still there. Yeah. What was the other one we used to always go to, man? The Knitting Factory. The Knitting Factory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now there's one in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Wow, they but opened up another same, one. Dude. Nah, they're that one, the same. That one was fucking nuts, yeah. too. That place was special. Mm-hmm. Because it had like the... The balcony. Yeah, the balcony seating, which is I where know. I was. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Let me ask two questions. Okay. Number one, we started the conversation now, but I didn't get it. So tell me how you almost died a couple of days ago. <laughs> Oh my god. So first of all, I was dressed in a renegade outfit the other day with like a red trench coat, like boots. I was like looking a little crazy, but I liked the outfit. But <laughs> my friend was was rocking a full fur, black fur, oh one of god. my dude friends who's like an amazing gay man who I love. So, and we're sitting there eating skirt steaks, he and I, fucking steak frites, we picked (laughs) up, and we all psyched up for, talking about life and death, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, talking to him about how, like, everything is connected, and I don't believe that necessarily everything happens for a reason, but that we're all in this shit together, and that includes, like, the ancestors, and I just feel like feel that you know like we're all just trying to manage this crazy fucking life you know mm-hmm. as i'm talking to them about this chewing my skirt steak it gets stuck in my throat so i start taking like some sips of my water you know like when you feel like you could just like yeah, swallow yeah. it down well the water came out of my mouth because the water wouldn't go down oh then i take another sip and he's like rach rach are you okay i take another sip and it comes out of my nose now and my mouth. And I'm like, this is not cool. I can't swallow. 
He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Rach. And I'm like, stand up. He's like, are you choking? Are you choking right now? And I'm like, standing up. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, your, he told me later, he's like, your face turned fucking purple. So he stands up and it's fucking crowded as fuck. This restaurant filled with people. It was loud. He's like, she's choking. She's choking. <laughs> right? He's jumping up and pointing at me. And I'm like, kind of like going out a little bit, dude. So you can't get any air. Yeah. And, um, like three women come over. The waitress comes over and with three other women. And she starts like, just giving me the fucking Heimlich right there. Mm. What's that and feel like, by the way? It didn't feel good, dude. It was like, you know, somebody fucking like pushing on you, kind of, uh, okay. you know? And then these these two women were there, and one of them must have been a nurse or something, and she's like, she saw something come out of my mouth, and she's like, I, I went, <gasps> like that. She's like, we could hear, we can hear, it's okay, we can hear her breathing. Like, okay. we hear a sound, so that means she's okay. I got and I still was just like, <gasps> like that, like, I was catching my fucking breath. Were you thinking about life and death at that moment? No, I oh, was so it was fast. It was, it was yeah, like five seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was seconds. super fast. So I was, it was almost worried? like, yeah, I was almost like slow motion, though, dude. Okay. And it was like, um... I don't know if you know that feeling kind of when you're like a little paranoid, like everything, like everybody was like staring oh, at me. You. So I'm like feeling the whole place like pointing and mm -hmm. shit and it's like kind of slow motion. It was like I was like tripping or something. Yeah. And then like, you know, all of a sudden it was like, okay, kind of again, but I'm like coughing and shit. And I'm like, the manager's like, do you need to go to the hospital? Do you want to go? I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, I ain't going to. Fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. Back to eating this steak. <laughs> no, we were like, we got to get the fuck oh, out of here. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. we're out. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, that happened a couple I've never, days ago. I've never had that. Oh, that's scary. It is scary, yo. We've and, had it with the kids a couple of times, and that's super scary. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With both of them. But they don't really... When they're, when they're really little, it's just because their throats are so small. So And it could be like a Cheerios. Right. Know? And they're choking. Yeah, yeah, my girlfriend told me her brother happened with a mint. Got stuck or something, like lodged yep. in there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts, bro. Like, this this life is just, <gasps> I'm so lucky to be alive. And, I agree. And be here with you. Yeah. To be conversating, it's an amazing thing. It is. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. All these self-help books, they, they say the same thing, but it is kind of important for you to be thankful and be, be thankful often, often, you know, about the good things in your life, even when bad things happen to you. Absolutely. It's like there's lessons in everything. There's lessons in everything, mm -hmm. you know, and to be thankful for, for those things. Absolutely, yeah. man. And, and to be okay, I think, also with transforming yourself. It, it's really, it's such a trip that, like, the, the person I was, like, 20 years ago and the person I am now, it's like I never thought I would ever be where I'm at. A, a lot of it is struggling with your own identity and being okay with changing your, mor like, morals or changing mm -hmm. the way you believe things to be and being okay with that, yeah. you know? Allowing yourself to change and roll with the tide. Especially... Yeah where I came from, 
there's a rule book. Yeah. And, and it's, it's gospel. And you right. have to follow it. And those, those lessons and all those rules in there, you don't even realize you're following them sometimes. Like, and if, it, it, they stay with you. They stay with you. And yeah. it, it takes effort to kind of branch out and break away from, like, break the rule book, you know? Totally, dude. Yeah. I say break them all until yeah. you, you find your own, you know? Yeah. Until <laughs> you find the ones that work for you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We're going to end it right there. That's it. Cool. I love that. Break them all. <laughs> Break all the fucking rules until you find the ones that work for you. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, bro. We're going to do this again cool. soon. Yes. Oh. We made it happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> love it.